Hello. My name is Rebecca Moore. And this is voice recording number one for talk therapy. <laughs> At home talk therapy. Because apparently your girl can say a lot in writing and perhaps facial expression. But when it comes to talking about things that matter, I do struggle. And so that's okay. We're going to work on it. I like to write. Um, I have a blog, even though for a while I was like, oh my gosh, people with blogs, they're the worst. And then now look, I have one because I'm thinking, well, it's fun to have a platform to upload my thoughts to and a place to practice writing. And if I'm publishing something, I just feel that I have, um, more of a motivation to actually write if there's a platform that it's going to instead of my journal pages. So anyway, got the blog, but now I'm thinking because talking is apparently a difficulty for me and for my beloved brain that God has given me, I need to be able to talk about what I'm going to write about before actually writing it. And that way it will strengthen these brain cells. And also how cool would it be to catalog, um, how God is working in me as I am overcoming some of the things that he has allowed to be a struggle. I accept these things. Um, there were a couple days there where I was like, oh man, like why me, you know, self-pity, whatever, but I am feeling better about it. God gives us thorns in the flesh to make us stronger and I and you know what? Why fight against the goads? Gotta accept it. Gotta gotta trust God with the difficult things and know that whatever is happening, he is creating within me better and deeper, more deeply, the image of Christ. And that is the goal through all the hard things. So praise God. Um, all right. So a couple things. Number one. I am pushing myself to teach a lesson for the kiddos at church on Sunday. And the thought of this does make me uncomfortable because I'm like, oh, how do I drive home important, big theological points to these little precious minds? And I haven't quite figured it out yet. And I don't know if I will by Sunday, but we're going for it. We're, we're going to try it out. I'm going to teach. I've wanted to try it out. And, you know, my man, Jordan Peterson, is always saying, you have to slay the dragon in its lair. And to me, teaching is a dragon. And I know where the lair is. And I know that I have the tools to slay it. So, we're taking baby steps. We're teaching kindergarten through second graders. And then we'll maybe move on up to adults at some point. On some some scale. Depending on what friends may want slash allow slash ask for. Um... But I want to be open to possibilities. I want to be open if there are requests because I believe that God is teaching me and he is giving me words of encouragement and wisdom to share. So, yeah, I guess my number one is teaching, working on that, working on um, I'm going to be sharing the character of God, who God is with the kids on Sunday. So 
God is who he says he is. He is unchangeable, consistent, um, ever-present, all-knowledgeable, always kind, eternal. Um, I struggle with some of the bigger words, you know, saying them. Um, omnipresent, omniscient, immutable. Um, yeah, I mean, he is... He is everything pretty much that a sinful human is not. Um, We bear his image, whatever that image likeness may be. We don't know yet really on this side of eternity. Um, I think that I've actually heard it said in writing, well, it's the knowledge of good and evil. Well, we didn't get that until Adam and Eve ate of the fruit. And then God said, oh, now they are like us and knowing good and evil. We must keep them from the tree of life so that they don't live eternally with this sinfulness. Um, so that not is not necessarily the image of God that we represent. It's something else that is not fully understandable to us. And that is okay. But I'm going to be teaching the kids about the goodness and the kindness and the faithfulness of God who he is, what he's like. I'm going to be demonstrating it with some activities and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, hopefully they understand it. I am excited for the other teachers to hear me teach because then I can get good constructive feedback on what I could do differently next time. I feel they're going to be very gracious and also honest with me, but mostly gracious. And I'm thankful for that. Um, next, number two, um, we've got the teaching. I'm really realizing that God is right now in this time of my life teaching me in my own heart to let go of this self-consciousness that has ruled me for so long. And it helps to know what physical conditions I have so that I can understand why I'm feeling anxious in a particular situation, why I might have feelings of anxiety when they're not produced by thoughts, but rather something physiological going on in my body, Um, some kind of perhaps like a panic response, um, something from, you know, a, a response related to previous trauma or response related to the pots and my heart rate going up and me feeling anxious even though I'm actually not um it's good to know like some of these the anxiety that I'm feeling is a response to it's how my body has responded in the past to things that are fear producing but also it's just can be due to how my body is and not so much like sin in my life Although it can be that too, but, um, you have to look at the whole picture. So, um, yeah, I think that the fact that I get anxious, the fact that my hands sweat, um, the fact that I have difficulty keeping my focus and therefore responding to people, um, sometimes when we're talking because I've lost track of what they're even saying, um, all of these things can cause me to be, um, to make it difficult for me to be in social situations where I'm asked to do something physical or, um, 
put on the spot to do something I wasn't expecting because then I can have these panic responses or my body can react in a certain way. And then I act in a way that can, that has embarrassed me in the past. However, we are, if that happens, it's still possible that it could happen in any situation. Um, uh, it's going to be okay. I know that we will get through it. I will get through it because I have learned how to manage harder emotions, anger, fear, sadness, loneliness, grief. Um, All these things are allowed. I'm allowed to cry. I'm allowed to feel these things, but we're not going to let it control necessarily the outcome of the situation because we are bigger than the emotions. I am bigger than the emotions and my God, and more importantly, is bigger than the emotions that I feel. I have a certain level of fearlessness now because I know that in all these situations, God is always ever present, my shepherd, my leader, my guide. I know that he is caring for my heart and guiding my heart through the difficult things. I know that if I have a freak out moment or if I start to lose my train of thought or blank out, can't think of a word, something that might normally cause me a bit of like shame or embarrassment or something in public. Perhaps I can't perform very well in a game because of how I'm feeling. Or perhaps my hands are sweaty and I can't, I don't feel weird, you know, grabbing a hold of someone else's hand. Um, I know that in each of these situations, as weird as they can be, God is giving me the symptoms that I'm having for a reason. He is teaching me how to overcome them and thus build some spiritual resilience, emotional resilience. And um, he's also teaching me that I need to be more honest in these situations with the people that I am allowing to be in my life. And, you know, if they have a place where I'm seeing them on a consistent basis or I'm doing these things with them that might require me to maybe show a symptom or something that is embarrassing to me, then I need to um, maybe have a moment of transparency with them. Say, hey, here's what I'm feeling. Um, This is what I'm experiencing. Um, I am totally down to keep participating, but I don't want to make you uncomfortable And so I um, just want you to know what's going on and, or if, even if I am doing something and I feel the need to like sit it out and just enjoy watching, that's okay too. I can push myself, but I can also know the limit of like when I need to pull back a little bit and rest or sit or, um, not wear myself out in something and, Whether I choose to continue on and just be honest about the symptoms that are happening while I'm continuing on or pull back and observe and maybe not even verbalize what I'm feeling, that is up to me and who I want to share that information with. And whatever I end up choosing says nothing at all about my personal value because we're not finding it in the external outward things anymore like we used to you know 
Um, we're finding value in God, who I am in God. I am made in the image of God. I'm saved by grace through faith. I am Christ. He died for me. He covered my sins. He sacrificed himself so that I would be in a right standing with Father God. I am now united to Christ and I am becoming more like him through the sufferings he is allowing in my life. And these sufferings are my, what's causing my sanctification in me. And if I'm turning to him, I'm becoming more sanctified. And one day, hopefully, the Lord will allow me to pass away and I will be in heaven with him always. And my sanctification and salvation will be complete because at that point I will be glorified with him. Or at least in the end times, I will be, I will have my new body and be glorified with him. And I'm looking forward to that day, both the day that I die, um, after the death part, you know, <laughs> and, um, so the real life part I'm looking forward to and the end times as well, when all is made right and Christ is returned and ruling and we are co-ruling with him and we're past sin and we're in the goodness of eternity and his presence forevermore. Looking forward to that day. In the meantime, we're finding our value in the right things. We're finding our value not even in how we're feeling, even though those kind of give indicate feelings, give indicators of where your heart's at with things, but, um, finding value with, uh, you know, in God and God alone and the things that matter that he is on the throne of my heart. And, um, whether I live or die, where, whether I marry or stay single, whether I, you know, um, am barren or have kids, whatever it is that God has for me, whether I stay with nursing or, you know, say I got fired or something. I mean, Lord willing, I don't. I think I'm pretty good at what I do. But even in that, my value is not in my work, not in my station in life, but it is in God alone. So we can find security, safety, leadership, um, foundation for all things right there in the Father God. Um, and in Christ and in his Holy Spirit who indwells us in the in the Trinity. Um, so, it's okay. I'm way more chill about things than I used to be, you know. Um, and I don't have to look a certain way, appear a certain way. I'm okay with looking the fool. Um, and I just want to submit to whatever God has for me in my life. And surrender and let him have his perfect way, do his perfect work in me, complete the work he started in me. I don't want to be a hindrance to his softening and his will in my life, whatever that may be. So I know I wouldn't actually be a hindrance, but I just don't want to make things more difficult than they have to be for myself and for God who's sanctifying me. So... Um, so yeah, I think that I am just in this mode of killing self-consciousness because it doesn't need to be there. Um, I know my strengths, know my limitations, and I want to be enthusiastic and open to new experiences. And if there's a way that I can encourage people, I want to take that and do it. Um, I don't want to be ruled by fear. I want to pay attention to fear. I want to listen and then I want to learn and move forward in whatever direction God may have for me. Another third thing on top of the teaching of the kids and on top of the killing of the self-consciousness is that I am considering, I've been asked to teach a lesson on singleness and I'm considering it. 
and it could be for a small group of ladies in a friend's home, or it could be addressed to many, many ladies signing up for an event at church. And both scenarios make me nervy um, because I know myself and I know that when I am in front of people, it can be very um, easy to for me to blank out on thoughts, for me to lose my train of thought. Um, I, my memory just tested as not being super great. And so I'm thinking, like, what if I forgot my points? What if I forgot my stories with the ADHD? I can be telling a story and then forget where I'm going with it because I've already finished it in my mind, but I'm still telling it in words to people. <laughs> so it's just this whole... Oh, this whole plethora of things that the Lord, little thorns in the flesh the Lord has given me. And, you know, I'm submitting to him in this. I I know he's working out his good plan. And I just kind of wonder, like, what he has. And, you know, Dad sent me this sermon by Alistair Begg. And um, Alistair was talking about how Paul was given a thorn in the flesh to keep him humble, even though he was, you know, a minister of ministers. He was one of the most useful, powerful ministers of the time of the gospel. And, you know, he wrote most of the New Testament by the power of God and the um, authoring of God through him. But um, he was given a thorn in the flesh to keep him humble. And we don't know what that is, but it was obviously something that was caused suffering in Paul's life. And I just kind of wonder, I mean, Moses had a speaking disability somehow, but yet he was still called to leadership. And in the beginning, he was called to speak. And um, Moses pled that Aaron would speak for him because he felt so inadequate. And I honestly feel the same way because I love talking to people I feel safe with, love communication, love, love, love words. And what they can do for us as believers. We can encourage each other. We can, you know, ninja throw the scripture at problems and it frees us up and produces joy and changes our lives and our hearts, changes our hearts, changes us from the inside out and thus it changes our lives. It doesn't eliminate suffering, but it just, we make better decisions and find more fulfillment um, from meaningful work. Anyway, um, I've lost my train of thought there, (laughs) but I guess I was talking about, oh, thorn in the flesh and Moses and Paul. And, um, so I'm just wondering like all these things that I have, they're thorns in the flesh, they're hindrances, they're things that take up thought space when I'm preparing to do something. And, um, I'm wondering like maybe, God is still calling me to teach and to speak my thoughts, put them out there, um, even though I feel like I am very inadequate. I mean, I'm not even, I, I enjoy studying, but it's not like I spend thousands of hours a week wrestling out the definitions of Greek words from the New Testament and journaling about them, you know? I mean, I'm in the Word, and I study, and I talk to friends about the Word, so I'm in fellowship and community, and I talk to the Lord about what I'm learning, but um, in terms of, like, 
you know, being a big teacher, preparer person, I've not really been that in my life, I guess. I've taught some classes here and there. And uh, those women, they seemed to like me. But they were also, they had less expectation of (laughs) what the lessons would be. So I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I just want to be faithful and obedient and open to whatever God would have for me. And if teaching a lesson on singleness for the women at church would be encouraging to them, and if it would grow me and my dependence on God, then maybe I need to be open to it. Maybe I need to be open to it. I would need to practice it a lot, study it a lot, learn so much more than I would actually be telling and talking about. I would want it to be not so much about me and my own personal experience, but about the truths from your word. And if I can reinforce them or encourage with stories from my life, that's fine. But I also just want to have the focus to be able to get through it and actually have it be useful. And, um, you know, in, in normal conversation, I think I could share things that would be encouraging. But in a group setting like that, it's hard. Oh. Because I fear judgment and I fear emails afterward. I'm a people pleaser sometimes and I don't want to disgruntle disgruntle or upset those listening in. But if I'm teaching out of a place of confidence in what I'm saying, then I don't really need to worry about that. So these are my thoughts, my ramblings. Um, I really want to make these recordings be about 30 minutes every night if possible. And I want to just force myself to talk because I, you know, I have this frontal lobe syndrome where apparently I'm only saying about 20% of what's in my brain. My vocabulary is way smaller externally than it is internally. And um, we need to fix that and there's time to fix that. And so I don't really have a ton of opportunity to just share my heart with anyone and everyone, and I kind of just don't want to take up everyone's time in their life with my ramblings or even needless words, and so I think this is probably going to be my solution for practicing talking, is just recording, and then I can listen to myself, I can evaluate it, um, and it will be good. I'm also wondering, I guess I'm doing this in the evening because I'll have the most to talk about then because I will have lived through the day, but my brain is so much fresher when I've had coffee in the morning, so there would be fewer pauses in what I'm saying and um, maybe a bit more cohesion, so (laughs) Uh, we'll see how it works out. We'll give this a try. I also don't know that I have enough storage on my phone to hold like recording after recording so I'll probably have to start deleting these at some point but I guess I'll just save them for now until my phone runs out of storage or until I maybe get a new phone um I am really thankful that I have opportunities to grow I'm thankful that I found this out about myself it is a mercy because now I know how to help myself and what I need to do. Um, In fact, I probably should make notes on my mirror so I don't forget. There's just a lot that I need to be doing for myself right now to be growing. And it's kind of hard to discipline because 
I just incorporate people into my life so much um, that it can be hard to just spend time doing things on my own for myself because I'm not disciplining myself to have time for that. Something that I'm trying to change in my language to myself and when I'm talking about myself to others is I don't want to be referring to myself or my how I'm thinking about things or how I'm making decisions. I don't want to be referring to any of these things in a passive form of talking or with um, experiences that I've had. I don't want to be talking in a way that is blaming the circumstance or blaming other people and shifting responsibility off of myself and onto others because that is actually deceptive very deceptive. You know, the Lord calls us to be sincere of heart, which means truthful, honest with others. And if I am going about my day telling people that I am a victim of my circumstances, that I, um, the way that I am is partly to blame on others, um, or fully to blame on others, if I am not taking responsibility for my own, what I'm doing in a day, like, that is such a form of immaturity. That is immaturity. Maturity is growing up, taking responsibility for what's happening in my life, taking ownership of it and realizing I actually have the power to change what is happening here. And it is up to me on what I want to do and not do. And at the end of the day, when I'm standing before Christ, I'm going to have to give an account for my own life. And I'm not going to be able to say, well, so it was because of so-and-so that I did this or did that. I'm going to have to give an account for why I continued in it. I'm going to have to tell the Lord why my thought patterns were the way they were. Um, instead of me putting on new thinking, righteous thinking, seeing things with the eyes of Christ, like I'm called to do and seeing things with his perspective. I'm seated with him in the heavenly places. All things are before my feet, like they are with his and, um, below my feet, I should say, as they are below his. And I am, I have riches in Christ. Um, and so I'm given this place in him. I'm given all these gifts in him. I'm um, given his righteousness so that I have a right standing before God so that I can come to his throne um, in freedom and uh, without any restraint or hesitation. And um, so I am given so, so much, so many blessings in the Lord, forgiveness for sins, all of these things. And if and the ability to put on new and righteous thinking. And if I appear before Christ someday, and and I will, Scripture says that I will, and I try to explain away why I didn't use the tools he's given to me, come to him for encouragement, um, talk to other believers for counsel and encouragement. Um, if I try to explain all of that away and take none of that on myself, I'm going to be the biggest fool and hypocrite ever. Like, he sees all things. I mean, who knows? He might play my whole life like a movie track before my very eyes and before the eyes of everyone else. And 
I mean, there will be no way that I can hide what actually happened. And so I, I have to be able to own what's going on, ask for forgiveness, repent, turn around, change, move on, um, put on the new self, put on, you know, put off the old self and trust that God is also sanctifying me in this whole process. I have to be able to, to, um, become more and more like Christ. And he works that in me, of course, but again, it's that in surrendering and, and, um, desiring the right things that Lord continues to change us. So there's a, fire engine alarming in the background, which got my attention and thoughts. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm having, um, I'm wanting to just take responsibility for, for this new diagnosis of the frontal lobe syndrome and the expressive language disorder. And I'm wanting to do things that are going to push me to grow so that my brain will grow Um, before it's too late and so that I can be as useful as I can be for the kingdom. You know, maybe this will be part of my story if I do speak before people that God allowed me to have these issues, has allowed me to have these issues so that I can overcome them, so that I can show better the power of Christ in my weakness and in my dependence on him. You know, I'm breathing because of his mercy and grace toward me and his allowing of it. And I am weak. I'm completely dependent on him to get through my day, to hold things together, to allow me to make money. Um, What do I have that I've not been given from him? So whatever else he wants to do in my life, however else he's gifted me or wants to gift me, whether that's with teaching and speaking or not, um, It'll come right from his hand, just like anything else. And if it's not of his will that I do any of that, then I can trust that he's got me right where he wants me to be. And it does not take any of my value away. I'm still as valuable and I'm still as useful in the ways he wants me to be useful um, as I can be. So, and if the usefulness happens to be talking to someone in little intervals before I lose my train of thought, but in those little intervals, I'm still encouraging, pointing them in the right direction, then glory be to God, you know? Um, Use me however you want to use me. That's fine. I'm submitted, I think, at least at this point. Like I was telling someone the other day, I feel like each time I learn to trust in one area, you give me more things to trust with. And so, um, that's fine. Like grow me, whatever it takes. But at this point, I feel that I am submitted. We'll see where it goes from here. Anyway, well, this has been the thoughts of Rebecca at 1110 at night, which is pretty cohesive and, um, pretty... I feel like this has been pretty well communicated, actually, for the time of night and for the lack of focus that I'm feeling right now. I'm literally, like, swaying back and forth in my closet to help me keep energized and keep the flow of thought moving. But I think this will be good. I think this is going to stretch me. So, also with word pronunciation, too, I sometimes find that I am mispronouncing things, and that can be a little embarrassing. 
So we all have our issues. I'm just going to work on it. All right. Well, I guess I will sign off for tonight. <laughs>